conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. Listen, y'all. Rona, not Ramona, but similar, let's keep it real, has fucked up life for all of us. And small businesses have been particularly hurt. You know what? Before we start this week's AG, I want to shout out one of my absolute faves. As someone who, as you know, deals with some chronic health, yatta yatta, etc. No more details being provided. Have a good night. As someone who deals with chronic health, etc., being gentle with my body and taking good care of it means eating healthful, non-inflammatory food, but I am and will always be a foodie. And that's why I love Matthew Kenny's restaurant so much and his vegan plant-based pizzeria, Double Zero, in the East Village here in New York City is my absolute fave. It's currently open for takeout and delivery in the East Village, just a quick app away, and has tons of delicious options available to enjoy. Listening to this from out of state, but you want to send a friend, ahem me, some love. Did I just mispronounce ahem? Possibly. Go to MatthewKennyCuisine.com where you can check out the menu, buy a gift card, see if he has a restaurant near you, which is incredibly likely, and more. We are all in this together. One slice of delectable truffled mushroom pizza at a time. I never enjoy a dick pic, so maybe hold off on that selfie. Why make it nice when you can make it real? Ah! <laughs> Wait a second, you guys! It's Andy's girl. That was a quality tagline. We were just talking about whether or not we were fuck up with our tags. Did mine make any sense? 
Yes, I love it. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> well, listen, um, don't be a dick. This is Annie's Girls episode 159-ish. And I am so excited to welcome a new guest who I have been following and such a fan of for such a long time. New guest to the People's People's Couch. I'm so thrilled to welcome Raven Chapman, also known as Mainly by Bravo, who's also the co-host of the amazing Bravo pod, Bitch is Better. Raven, welcome to the universe of AG. Oh my God, I'm so excited. (laughs) What an intro. Listen, what a pleasure, what a thrill, what an honor, what a joy. I have to tell you, so I recently deactivated my Twitter account for mental health because um, Twitter is the devil. And every time I logged on, I like truly my soul died. And one mm-hmm. of the reasons that I stayed on probably longer than my soul's expiration date was specifically to look at your tweets because oh there is a special here's let's like cut this shit. OK, we're going to keep yeah. things real. This is the show for that. There, there are Bravo Instagram accounts, Bravo influencers, I guess, which is its own little fun industry of people who are funny, which mazel tov, but don't necessarily have an opinion. And those are not yeah. people that I am necessarily like I die for them. I stand for them. But no, I don't stand for them. But I like whatever. Um, it's like I respect them, I respect them or whatever. <laughs> I I I. I understand their existence has like a role in the sphere. Um, But I really appreciate someone who has their own voice and isn't Mm -hmm. afraid to have an opinion. And I would put you in that category of someone who has such a strong voice, a funny voice, a super smart voice, but you're not afraid to say what you think. And that is a rarefied world inside of this Bravo universe. Thank you. Yeah, I've noticed that too. But just me as a person, if I'm going to say something, right? it's just going to be, tell it like it is. Why make it nice when you can make right. it real? <laughs> like, I might, I don't like sugarcoating shit. I don't like to beat around the bush. None of that. It's not just, it it it's is. not just a tagline. It's a life philosophy is what you're saying. Yeah, and you know, people don't like it sometimes, but like, I'm sorry they feel that way. Oh. I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> so when did your Bravo journey begin? When did you start watching All Things Bravo? And what specifically has your housewife experience been? I started at the beginning with OC. My mom actually <gasps> was watching Bravo and she got me into it because I was still in high school and um, it started with OC. Wow. The OG of the OC. <laughs> you are an Miss OG of the Oh, yes, ma'am. Wow. Um, so we started there, you know, then there was Atlanta and it was like, oh my God, black people too. Great. Okay. <laughs> so now we're really excited. And I was like, oh, I'm just stuck on this shit. I'm in it. And do you watch every franchise? Like, have you watched the canceled franchises? Mm-hmm. Have you survived Dallas? Like, where are you? <laughs> I survived <laughs> Just barely. Right? But yes. Yes, I've watched them all. Wow. And so what's your favorite to watch? New York. But I'll tell you what, Potomac is really, it's really getting about to take its spot. Um, are there other is the Housewives franchise? Is that your primary universe? Is that like your number one go to within Bravo? Or are you more of like a Southern Charm fan or Pump Rules or Married to Med? 
million dollar listing. I never watch those um, million dollar listings. They're not great. I gotta I tell you, literally never. They haven't them. aged well, honestly. The last couple seasons, I haven't really tuned in. I'll like watch That's a random episode and be like, "Yeah, I think I'm good. I think I'm like at capacity. I think uh, mm-hmm. I get these people. I understand. God bless the wealthy. Yeah. Let's call it a day." <laughs> Can't relate. Right. Um, yeah, no. Housewives is pretty much it. I there was a time when I loved Vanderpump Rules. Would die for it, but unfortunately. That's not the case anymore. Um, and it's really sad. Have you have you been following this whole Misha Goss with Sheena and this editor who, rest in peace, has since been fired, who went on a podcast, said some shit about Sheena, got fired, then posted this like... She's an- fired now. Yeah, and then posted this enormous screed to, I don't know what social media... Uh, which she's since deleted, but Reddit picked up where she's like, I didn't do anything wrong, but um, I did do something wrong. But if you're an editor and if you're a good editor, you don't know when something's been edited, but also you'll realize when I'm gone that my vibe as an editor is <laughs> missing. So toodles, wow. mad respects, kisses, good night. No. Okay. So I have been following it, but at some point this week, I was like, mm, I need a break from everything a mm-hmm. little bit. So I've been trying to not look at anything too much. Yeah. But, oh, she's been fired. That's too bad. Well, yeah. I mean, it was like a shitty situation to begin with because it was someone who either was putting on a little bit of a show when they went on this random podcast, which people yeah. do. Um, but regardless, seemed to be saying some stuff that was kind of problematic as far as like so-and-so in the cast wasn't nice to me so it's been my job to bury her every episode and why would you say that I like why would you I even don't admit know. that I feel like that's just a bad sign that you shouldn't be working at this point in this industry if you are going to say that publicly like that's probably right. not great to your fellow co-workers in that editing suite because they look like shit too I don't know mm. she said this now she's made a big mess right and her and her way of cleaning it up wasn't terrific but maybe she and um Catherine uh from Southern Charm can go hang out and commiserate about how to be terrible people in the media and beyond um oh my god <laughs> yes so much yes absolutely So we're, you know, I'm talking to you, obviously, via Zoom um, Mm -hmm. from your home, and I'm here in New York, and, you know, we're living in this new kind of alternate universe where the idea of Bravo as escapism has, like, taken on a new level as we try even harder and in a different way to kind of escape our reality, which includes yeah. a global pandemic keeping us inside, has in a major in way. a major way has that changed how you're watching Bravo or how you look at the network? I don't think so. Well, okay, maybe because certain things have happened, right? God, I feel like we've been quarantined forever, so now I'm like, I my timeline is all fucked up. Mm. It's made me, like, really lose faith in people. How so? In the network, I'm really disappointed. Well, I just feel like there's so much shit on these shows that the people are doing. And yes, they're real people. You know, make mistakes, like, whatever. But some of the stuff is just too far. Like this Catherine thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's not going to be fired. And it's like, I can't watch that show anymore. Like, I can't. You know? Yeah. And I'm a Charleston native. 
and I would love to keep watching it, but I can't do it. And who from Potomac was doing something? I cannot remember. Monique was saying something crazy, and she's been one of my favorites. Monique was saying that there's and something I, to be said for not taking the corona vaccine when it inevitably becomes available and i something about yes. like the 5g of it all with this whole cell tower situation yes that's we should be worried about that and not corona or something like that yeah just like, i wish these people would not use social media at all yeah so that we selfishly can just enjoy the shows the way that we like it because you know again like you said during this global pandemic we don't have anything to do mm-hmm. but watch these shows. So everyone's like hyper focused on it and then on their phones, looking at Twitter, looking at Instagram, fighting with every damn body. It's just, I mean, it's exhausting. It's getting to be really tiring. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I went on this 15 minute spiel. Some might say rant. I would say monologue about um all things orange (laughs) county in the last 15 minutes of andy's girls last week and it was yeah it was really about all things kelly but also just all things the cast they're all acting like assholes and Mm -hmm. are taking the health and safety of their family members neighbors and strangers into question in order to you know, have like pool time and hang out and not social distance. And they're doing some of this while they're recording for the show on their iPhones. And my question has been, you know, why hasn't Bravo involved itself? I would think because they're doing a lot of this while they're filming that you could argue that Bravo is potentially responsible for whatever happens. Although, unfortunately, you wouldn't really know who you've harmed because this is obviously like an invisible, um, mm-hmm. uh, an invisible pandemic, like you, an invisible virus. You can't actually see sure it. Enough. You have no idea who you're coming in contact with and, and whose life, uh, life you're potentially irreparably harming. Um, and, you know, Kelly has just gone. I j- just recently unfollowed her. So glad I did. But I get slammed with people sending me DMs of her various Instagram stories as she flies back and forth between California and New York to fuck Rick. And, you know, while in California, she's or wherever the fuck she is um, mid flight posting these Instagram or or tweets of um, the fact that, you know, why only, uh, you know, 99 percent of people survive. So why the fuck do we have to stay indoors? Essentially saying that regardless of what the percentage is, if you die or your family member dies, that's too a, bad. it's too bad you know like I'm mm-hmm. fine so why can't we go to dinner and she posted some bullshit apology I want to say yesterday that was scripted and short and whatever and I was talking to someone who said you know I wonder if the network got involved and my thought was like no because I don't think so, don't think so because I think the network would have inserted itself far earlier and if it had yeah. it would have stretched further than just Kelly And then I was talking to Pet Shop Boy about this, and he said, you know, I bet it was positive beverage. And I thought Mm, to myself, that makes sense. That makes so much sense. And I hadn't considered it. And then I looked at her most recent Instagram stories, and they're all bullshit business level Instagrams of like positive beverage, like stay inside and drink positive beverage and all this stuff. And I'm like, wow. Hmm, Interesting you say that. Right? Like the only people who seem to have a vested interest, financial or otherwise, 
is this like tertiary company that she's allegedly, you know, sunk 250K in. I mean, who knows how accurate that is. But that is a partnership that's sort of based on the name recognition she has from the show, but isn't directly a part of the show. Bravo has far more to lose when you think about it, if she's going to bring down the ship. And yet they're not doing a fucking thing. I know, but you know what? I can't even say that I'm surprised. Like, I've given up on Bravo doing the right thing a long time ago. You know, because so much stuff happens. And like you said, I mean, you would think something serious like this that literally affects everyone. Mm-hmm across the fucking globe right they would be like oh yeah you know like maybe we won't have them filming stuff when we can be like whatever let's say something no radio silence yeah it's they don't say shit it's andy had coronavirus like i mean like (laughs) what your boss survived this thing you're making fun of and saying is nbd and nobody not even andy is seemingly sliding into their dms and if he is and they're not listening, isn't that a bigger problem? I mean, it's huge. It's wild. And how does that color your interest or lack thereof, or does it not matter with potentially watching OC next season? Does it have an impact? Oh, it, absolutely it does. And that's why I was just so upset <laughs> that they do these things, because I was one of the few people that was still enjoying OC. Yeah, I mean, it had a great I liked last, the last season. It had a great last season. I, it had a great yeah, last season. Yeah, you know, season. people were like, oh, it's terrible. It's good. Like, get rid of it. And I'm like, I liked it. <laughs> and I've loved Kelly. So this has been really upsetting because I'm like, I can't defend this. This isn't some stupid fight you've gotten into with, like, Vicky. You know, <laughs> like, you, this is so insensitive and it's just nasty. And it's not a mistake because she's done this. Like five times now. Yeah, she does it she every says day. Stupid. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Does it again? I'm like, what is wrong with you? Are you sick? Like, what is wrong with you? I mean, uh, and she does these things where she makes fun of it in between doing videos and whatever, where she's with groups of friends, none of whom are wearing masks, all of whom are seemingly making a joke of this. One of whom is the cousin of a Supreme Court justice, Candace Gorsh. Gorsh. What's oh my god, Gorsuch. I just forgot his name. Um. Anyway, um, <laughs> American government. <laughs> what is it? Gorsuch, isn't it? Supreme Gorsuch. Whatever the fuck. I could spell it. I won't, but I could. Um. So it's just wild to me. But that's kind of the universe that these women live in. I mean, the whole thing with being a good housewife is that you're typically a problematic human being like you're super you're super selfish you're super self-centered you're likely in a group of friends all of whom are completely disconnected from the 99 percent all of that adds cachet and value when it comes to being potentially cast on housewives and then shown on housewives and yet when you're dealing with a reality this real and dangerous one would Deadly. think that that would kind of be used against you, which is something that many of these women might not be used to. No, they're not used to it. And if yeah. I don't know, it's just yeah, it's just infuriating. Uh, the other thing that she's been doing, because you've noticed she's gotten tested several times. So it's like if this is not so serious, like, why are you getting tested so much? And then people are like, how are you getting to do it so easily? She's like, oh, it's who you know. Like, oh, my God, please shut the fuck up. 
what is wrong with you? Yeah, it's it's I just she's so problematic. <sighs> she's always been problematic, but for a period of time it worked for the show and now it's just wor- not working for me so much that the idea of escaping through Orange County I cannot yeah. imagine what I mean like this is the reality that we're in. So if anybody hated watching the New York season where Carol's like talking about 2016 every time she opens her mouth, you're yeah. going to have a real problem watching that at least the next year, if not year and a half, possibly longer of Bravo content because everyone's going to be addressing this. And if they're mm-hmm. shooting on their iPhones and doing whatever else, this is going to be a huge part because they live in a bubble, but that bubble still exists like in a greater, in the greater scheme of things. So if part of their personality is being ignorant, it's being ignorant versus what, like what's the information that they refuse to follow. So there's no way to get around it. So you can still escape in this world, but I feel like it would be so triggering to know yeah, how to relive it right and to know how these women are behaving and who knows where we will be as a country and a globe at the point in which these shows and this time on earth will air like i have no mm-hmm. idea we might still be in the same place god forbid um oh, so if, at that point am i gonna or we might be like back out in the world and and trying to kind of move on from this like learn from it whatever blah 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 but move on Mm -hmm. am I really going to want to sit down on Monday nights at whatever the fuck o'clock and watch these women flout the rules and make a joke of something that's kind of regardless of how you feel about it changed our lives forever absolutely not so that's going to be an issue it just is yeah and I wonder it's like we're gonna buckle up listen obviously there are bigger things going on in the planet but Bravo is a huge part of both of our lives we need to buckle up for the fact that in several months we're not gonna have new content I think we're all gonna need to rally around like choose a franchise go back to the beginning we'll watch it all together Bravo could do like New York night Beverly Hills night Orange County Potomac night and start re-airing episodes because there is going to be a large chunk of time when we're not going to have anything new. I mean, I randomly just got back into Top Chef. This they're having a really great season and I was thinking to myself, this is the hard this is going to be the hardest show to come back because they're in a kitchen, they're touching food, they're with each other. There's no way around like the actual They're always with each other. They're always with each other. They're always cooking. Um it's it's they're they themselves are open to a lot of security issues. And then I was wondering, you know, what's the show that may be the easiest to come back? And I started thinking about, do you watch Summer House? Yes. I love Summer House. Couldn't Summer House. So Summer House is fucked this summer. Couldn't Summer House go to a cabin upstate or somewhere and have like fall cabin instead of Summer House? Like, August absolutely upstate New York like their own little August Berkshires County October Berkshires County whatever the fuck it was moment where like they are shutting like you know you go away for two weeks you get tested temp whatever do the same quarantine the crew whatever Mm -hmm. and then keep the crew uh, in a house right nearby these people maybe aren't allowed to leave like maybe we do it for a solid month so they're not coming back and forth between the city and 
the Hamptons are going to stay in one house somewhere. Maybe it's for a month instead of like doing this for two months or whatever. And just yeah. like shoot the shit. I feel like that would be. That would be incredible. Right? And don't you think that's going to be the easiest? That's probably the only show they could do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They should. They had such a good season last season too. It's they had. Which makes it more upsetting. Like how long are we had to wait? Yeah. I feel like there are adjustments that Bravo can make safely and like judiciously Mm -hmm. that can work and that is perhaps a separate conversation than what do we want to watch like if given the choice um and I start to think of course of Atlanta which just Uh had the very like the first ever zoom reunion (laughs) (laughs) so crazy to even (laughs) so what were your thoughts watching part one I'll tell you, I did not enjoy it like most people did. Okay, tell me everything. I Okay, I will say, like most people, I was talking shit about before it, the trailer came out, mm-hmm. right? I was like, how are they going to do this? It's going to look like Watch What Happened Live mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. Which is, I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, but then the trailer came out, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I have something here. Okay, okay, now I'm excited again. And then I was watching it, and I don't know, I feel like a lot of what they were talking about, maybe because there was such like a gap in between where the season ended and when they're giving us the reunion that they've been fighting about Mm -hmm. all this stuff on social media Mm -hmm. all the time, and it's like, okay, we already heard all this two, three, four times, so it's like, I don't really want to hear this again. But I also did not love the different screens You got these four, you got these three, then Andy pops up, then it goes back to just these three or four. I was like, this is giving me a headache for some reason. I don't know. Did you feel like seasick or something where it's like too much is happening at once? You don't know what to focus Uh, on? Yeah, you know, and then I feel like Andy was not utilizing the mute button enough, Mm. like as much as he could have, Mm -hmm. just screaming. That's like one of the things I hate about the reunions. Mm -hmm. And I think Atlanta and like OC were the worst. They all just start screaming. And I'm like, I cannot hear. And I'm also not going to try and, like, decipher what you guys are saying in here. Like, now I'm checking out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like some of the parts were funny. But I was like, no, maybe part two will be better. Did you like it? Did you have fun? So, I was really <laughs> excited to watch the trailer. I recorded my reaction watching it live for a Patreon episode. Um, shout out patreon.com slash Girls. And I watched it with like great expectations and it was super short and maybe not for me. And I thought, "Uh uh-huh. And I don't love watching episodes live. I, it gives me like Uh sort of anxiety. I like watching them like directly the next morning. I don't know what it is. It's like part of my process. Like I like make my tea with my almond milk bullshit and then I like Mm -hmm. buckle up and enjoy the ride. (laughs) So I watched this week Atlanta and New York live as they aired neither of which I enjoyed for very different reasons and Atlanta I just was like it took me a while to understand what was happening like I knew that they were doing a zoom reunion I saw the trailer I didn't die for the trailer but then I was like maybe I'm just coming from a place of no which is like my typical thing and I watched it and I didn't quite get what was happening and then I rewatched it and understood more and enjoyed it a lot more. But it's mm-hmm. it's just 
going to take me a little bit of time to get used to. And frankly, we are so fortunate that the first franchise that has to essentially get through this is one of the best at doing reunions, regardless of how good or not. And not is like on a very like the bar is so fucking high for them for like a quote unquote not good season. Like they're so exceptional. Yeah. But I felt like, okay, this has definitely more energy. I was nervous from the trailer that these women would be um, like putting on a play where it was a lot of showmanship <laughs> and not real. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't feel that when I was watching the reunion itself. And mm-hmm. if they were like being a little too cheeky, like Porsche's always extra. So it didn't yeah. annoy me in the way that I thought I was going to be annoyed and I die for Porsche. I really, right. I, it took me like, it took me that second viewing to settle into it and really appreciate it. And I feel like there was a lot that was happening and some like old behaviors were coming up like Nini pretending to laugh at things. Like someone would laugh at something really, she would laugh harder and longer than them to essentially passive aggressively tell them they're a fucking moron for laughing in the first place. She did a she did a lot of that stuff. She walked away shutting the computer, which they should have been like a seatbelt buckled into their chair because there's no you can't do this. You can't. There's no camera to follow you into your dressing room. You're recording on a computer. You're not allowing any kind of story to play out. If you're upset, communicate why you're upset. This is a different kind of filming experience. And stop running away, period. Cut that shit out. Can you talk about you're the boss of this and that? Like, stop doing that. Yeah. Just because they're saying something. Like, give it back to them. Yeah. What What's going on? You used to do it. Like, what happened to you? Yeah. I. That's what I liked her. Yeah. Stop running away. I feel like Nini is struggling with trying to communicate that she's better than this and also saying I was the first and the greatest. Like, I am the Muhammad Ali of Atlanta mm-hmm. and you need to, mm-hmm. like, respect my sting. But what are you doing? Like she had some good lines, but she's not the current champion that she once was. Like she's been knocked out. There's Portia there. There's Keonce there. Candy, even though, you know, whatever. Like there are other people like life is twirling on without her. Right. Yeah. And she's having a hard time with that. Like Vicky was. That's the thing. They get too comfortable. They're like, I started it. I was here first. It's like, that shit don't matter no more. Okay. And yet, why was Portia riding so hard for her? What is, God, I don't know. what is happening there? What do I not understand? I but it's making my stomach hurt and I don't appreciate it. I, does Nini have something on her? I don't understand. I just don't like it when they're friends. Cause she, I don't enjoy her as much and I will always love her, but why are you like fighting her battles? It's very weird. It doesn't make sense. This bitch, this bitch, I mean, the way that she was coming at her when she was pregnant and sending all these nasty Awful. text messages. Yeah. How can you forgive her and not Eva? Or even if you don't want to forgive her, you're like best friend sisters with Nini again. And Eva, you're like, I'll never forgive you again. It's like, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm not, and e- I don't get it. Eva didn't have a great season and was trying no, her best to have was. a quality reunion. 
and raised, I mean, like the one good point that I think she raised, not to say there was only one, but the one that stood out for me was her saying to Portia, like, how can you forgive Nini for doing exactly what you're upset at me about and not forgive me? Like, why are you going so hard on me and not also her? And Portia didn't seem to have an answer for it. No. So I don't know. Is it her kissing Nini's ass because she's got that OG status or I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand that friendship. It's always wild to me when a housewife who's entered at whatever point in the franchise aligns themselves with like an aging OG because I think Mm -hmm. like in Portia's case, she's such a breath of fresh air in so many ways and so charismatic and has become so popular why are you allowing this other person to exist as like a weight on your shoulders? Like you're having to hold them up and carry their burdens in order Mm -hmm. to be an ally and a quote unquote sister and a friend. Why are you doing that when you can stand on your own? Like you don't need to fight with her, but like, why are you fighting so hard for her? Right. It's not like, like, like Yovana, right? It's not like you're one of those type of people. You've got the crown now. Right. You're good. You don't need her. And I don't know. I don't get it, but I wish you would cut it out. Yeah. And I feel like I. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. And I really like Portia and Kenya when they're okay with each other. I don't like them when they're at war. I think they're both far more interesting and empathetic and still fun when they're like meeting each other at the level of women who are new moms who are in kind of strange or complicated relationships with their partners Mm -hmm. or husbands or fiance or whoever. And they're able to like look at each other and find mutual respect. And for whatever reason, maybe, you know, Portia thought Kenya was coming for her with that whole Shamia stuff or whatever else. They're kind of dancing away from each other. And I'm not sure, like, is the gap widening? Is, like, Portia now distant? She talked about Eva's tits social distancing, which was not incorrect, by the way. But is Portia now, (laughs) is Portia, which, P.S., sidebar, haven't we all had those moments where I'm like, I don't need a bra, I'm going to have a day. And then I get the photos back. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, my apologies. Apologies to my selfies and everything else. But is Portia, like, social distancing herself from Eva? I'm going to put aside because I don't really care. Apologies to Michael Sterling, I suppose. But um, is Portia distancing herself from Candy and Kenya in order to become closer to Nini? Is that what's happening? I think so. Why is it? Because there's no reason. There's no other reason for that. Candy... Why would you? Candy doesn't do anything to anyone. And Eva's whole thing, not to bring her back up, but her whole Salt Bay stupid shit that she was saying, like, Candy's fine. She's not bothering anybody. She minds her business. You know, don't start none. Won't be mm-hmm. none. Like, that I don't understand. Kenya, okay, her and Nini have a thing. So that I can understand more if Portia wanted to get closer to Nini for whatever that reason is. You can't be cool with Kenya. That's just not going to work. You know? Mm -hmm. But I don't fucking, I don't know. It's very confusing. It's, it's super confusing. And the thing with Nini is 
you know, since she has made her return following the cancellation of The New Normal and among others, I've gone <laughs> back and forth <laughs> between like... Sh- I forgot about... I completely forgot Never, about she won't. Sh- <laughs> she won't let you forget, but she's gonna... She's a... Uh, listen, she's filled with glee, okay? Um, throwback. Oh, God. Uh, flashback Friday. Um... You know, since she's been back, I have thought to myself, like, why is she here? Nini doesn't live here anymore. And yet there were some fantastic moments between Nini and Kenya this season. And Kenya returning to the show adds so much value to Nini staying on the show that I wonder if it wouldn't be the worst thing for, like, Nini to return next season. Kenya will definitely be there. She left because, for whatever reason, she left. And now she's back, and maybe Mark will, God forbid, I can't believe I'm saying this, allow her (laughs) to film again. What a healthy relationship. So thrilled they're reuniting because he texts her now and again and says, how's your morning? And she's like, oh, my God, it's love. Um. So upsetting. upsetting. The fact that he had to watch a TV show and be like, wow, maybe I am an asshole. Maybe we should work on our marriage. What does working on a marriage look like when someone has so much disdain for you? But anyway, I wonder. Whole other conversation. Whole other conversation. (laughs) I wonder if maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing for this cast to remain as it is. Maybe minus Eva. Eva. Yeah, don't even say it's slow. Yeah, Eva can go. She's not doing nothing. She's not. She She's one of those people. She just talks all her shit in the confessional. She won't say anything in person. She talks all this shit. And then she's like, I don't remember. Did I say that? Did I? Like, yes, bitch. Roll the tapes. Yes, you did. You know you said it. Stop it. I Yeah, I agree with you. And I also feel like she's trying to do something that Kenya and Portia do so much better better that like you're not as sharp and quick and smart as they are at this so when you try it just feels forced and like yeah I don't really want to hear about your money like that can't be everything I don't care like you own your first house that's great but like god bless yeah she's not interesting and anytime you know you bring that up like the people who do like Eva I'm not saying I dislike her I just don't think she needs to be on the show they're like oh well when she read marlo on that bus in tokyo it's like that's literally the only thing that she's done yeah like what else do you think that marlo deserves a peach absolutely she does i wish she would have one but if she doesn't what that's what the rumors are like she doesn't want no one. i don't believe it for a second then, like her and andy has an issue with her and he won't give her one like I don't know. Do you think the issue that he has with her is like the multiple arrest situations and the fact that maybe it's a little bit of a dance to describe what she does for a living? No, because I mean, some of them have had like run ins with the law. I don't think that's it. What I've heard is because she was using like the F word and being homophobic. Oh, on camera, as have several of them, including Kenya. Um, Right. Maybe not the word, think, but the you know what she did with Kim Fields. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. I think something that I heard, which doesn't make but whatever. Apparently, Candy was like producing some show, and Marlo was supposed to be in it. It was supposed to be some sort of reality show, and she was being like a major diva, just like impossible to work with. 
And Candy was like, you know what? Never mind. Scratch that. So I don't know. Maybe she's horrible to work with. But then it's like, look at Mimi. And look at, you know what I mean? Yeah. Could she be worse than her? Or maybe she can. She said, we just don't see it. But like, I don't know. I mean. that bad? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that that is the standard. I feel like if you have done something else, then they'll care more. But unfortunately, being difficult to work with, and this isn't good but it feels mm-hmm. like that's almost the marker of someone like freshly putting on this housewife's hat you know unfortunately yeah. like it's not great sometimes it's used for content you know her cast members tried to bury um uh um uh um, Alexis Couture by saying uh, people at Nordstrom's or whatever the fuck created a Facebook group to say you're an asshole. Like sometimes it's used on camera or it's referenced, but I would say the vast majority of these people, including some of those women who were calling out Alexis Couture are, um, as I will now call her, um, are <laughs> probably guilty of what they're accusing her of doing. It's just might, it just yeah. might not happen in a department store, but it's probably happening in some way with production. Um, so I'm sure. I don't know that that's the only reason, but it could be a reason that she's I not. I want to know. I need answers. Right? And can I ask you a question? So when you're talking about all things Bravo, certainly you hear from fans, viewers, people who are – um uh of a differing opinion maybe people who agree with mm-hmm. you or don't do you ever hear from the bravo lebs themselves not about anything in particular um <laughs> probably the one that i've heard from the most is emily from oc okay she seems to be um, very active on social media very um but i can't stand vicky so it's fine. Well, I guess we bonded over yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, she would send me little stuff. She's like, oh, you know, she's a fucking bitch. She, I mean, she's way worse in person. You have no idea, mm-hmm. you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like, I don't even want to know. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. But I'm just like, I like Emily. I think she's cool. Very nice lady. Um, I don't really want to be talking to these Bravo Labs like this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think. I don't want. Right. Yeah, keep some distance, some healthy distance. Yeah. Yeah, they take the fun out of it. I mean, I remember when on Atlanta, Andy was referencing the um, Chrissy Teigen, John Legend stuff with uh, mm-hmm. with um, what Ken, Ken, right, with what Kenya was saying. Who does she have to blow for the tickets? Right, like who does her kid have to blow for John Legend <laughs> tickets? And Chrissy Teigen, I want to say after on social was like, cool, cool, cool. I'm friendly with these people, but I like watching the show. I don't want to be a part of it. And yeah. You know, I vehemently agree. I just there are people that develop relationships with these Bravo Lebs and use that as currency. And I just don't understand the value of it. I would I love to talk to them and like better understand the psychology behind some of the decisions they've made in the drama. But I'm not necessarily interested in like having a key key. Because that also takes the fun out of it. If you're going to reveal yourself, I want you to reveal yourself on the show or, you know, read some gossip bullshit and Mm -hmm. whatever else and better understand you in that way. I think when you start going behind the curtain, sometimes it's a step too far. It is. And then, you you know, when you're it just changes the way you watch it, Mm -hmm. the way you talk about it. 
I'm like, I don't even want them following me. But like, if you insist, I'm just going to keep saying whatever I was going to say. Mm-hmm. So just <laughs> proceed with caution. And you know, like, sorry. How do you think that, um, like the gossip blogs and the interest and value of housewives has changed how these women behave during production and outside of it. I ask because it's become a plot point on actually all three of these franchises that someone is talking about a leak or that a leak is a part of the plot mm-hmm. line. Certainly last season with Puppy Gate, it was the oh full season. Um you know, how do you think that's changed since the franchises began? Like the power and influence oh of the media. They have complete control now, I think. Yeah. Because whether they're leaking shit here and there, they're going to change what they're doing and saying. I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. Because then are they really like making friends with these people? Mm-hmm. And being like, this is going on. So say this about this person, whatever. Like, can you just live? Right. And I feel like, when was it? How was it used on Atlanta this season? I mean, I'm thinking a little bit. Oh. Oh, well, the thing when Nini sent like that weird cheese plate. Yes. And the note. And then she was like talking about B. Scott. Mm -hmm. And B. Scott was going the fuck off. Right. Like about Nini. Yes. that Nini wrote this a uh, mea culpa to 53 Cent and it magically appeared <laughs> on a blog like within the hour of Cynthia reading it at her party that Nini couldn't be bothered to attend. I feel like that was to a lesser extent an example, but nonetheless an example of someone using the media to support their narrative. I think it's happening yeah. in New York. I I watched the episode and thought to myself, I wonder if Tinsley leaked the news about Dorinda and John. And I also wondered as we get into like the later on of it all, if Dorinda pulled a Reza on Shaw's and said that this person quit the show or was no longer returning. Because I remember when shit was going down in real time when Shaw's was in production uh, or even before that, I forget, he, reading that MJ had quit the show or was fired and was no longer going to be mm-hmm. on. And I actually believed it. And I thought, oh, that's so wild that, like, with everything going on with, like, the baby or baby-to-be or whatever, it's so crazy that they would have let her go at this point. It's like she has the most value. I didn't realize until far later, oh, my God, I bet that was something that Reza had done. And I feel like Dorinda... You know, like, look, we're seeing we're we've read over and over again because of one site that everyone else picked up on that Tinsley allegedly walked off production. And yet she seems to be such a huge part of this season. And then you look at Beverly Hills and it's like, listen, we heard that Denise walked off the show. I was terrified that that meant there was going to be no content. And now I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, shut up. It's not so much that it was made up. It's that it was used regardless of whether or not it was true. It was used as a way to fuck with a cast member and essentially likely uh, uh, made up. And I thought to myself with this Denise stuff, like maybe she truly didn't show up to like the last couple events. But it seems like while she was there, she was there and she was present and who would have a vested interest in saying that she was up to no good maybe Kyle. I mean, it seems like on all of these three franchises that are airing, 
there are specific examples or we're seeing evidence of some of these mm-hmm. relationships becoming so poor and unhealthy and unstable that like the counterpoint has an interest in saying that that person was let go or fired or what Nini says every season for the last several about Cynthia not returning and being let go or whatever else. Cynthia has been fired. I swear to God, she's been on the show for 11 seasons or something fucking crazy. She's been fired for like 14. So it's Mm -hmm. interesting to me that they're, that I'm watching all of these episodes this week and I'm seeing like little gems and I don't know how much of these, you know, rumors are real and can be directly correlated to an angry cast member but it certainly seems possible oh absolutely and now it's like okay so now I need to just completely ignore these things you know ignore them or I don't want to like I just don't even want it I don't want that information so I'm slightly different I actually embrace it I I just want to watch I totally hear you I also just like thinking to myself like I have like my little P.I. Megan King Edmund style like private detective cap on and I'm thinking to myself while I'm watching oh you know what this actually kind of does make sense like on New York for example page six is if on Sex and the City New York City was like the extra character on Real Housewives of New York page six is that um is that like history chunk of space um that the women constantly reference in the world in which they live and it would be interesting to me if both Tinsley and Dorinda were trying to use this very specific vehicle or vehicles like it to fuck with each other while they're filming mm-hmm. fucking with each other. I'm sure they are. Right? They have to be, right? Yeah. Definitely Dorinda. <laughs> Definitely Dorinda. So <laughs> so you said at the beginning of this episode, which P.S. is going to be nine hours, so I hope you've um, drank a lot of coffee because I am obsessed with spilling the tea with you. But so you said at the jump, New York is your current like top franchise, although Potomac gets an honorary mention for continued yes. and just consistent excellence. So thinking about these three episodes that have aired this week, we had New York mm-hmm. with like Dorinda and um, Tinsdale. We had Atlanta, uh, zoom peach, and we had Kyle versus eight different people and everybody at once. What was gut instinct? Like, how do you rank them with like one being the best two was like good. Three was less good than, you know, one and two. Like wh- how would you watch them in ter- how would you rank them in terms of like genuine enjoyment watching those episodes? Well, then I guess I guess it would have to be New York, Beverly Hills, Atlanta, which is well because honestly, Beverly Hills is at the bottom of my housewives list along with New Jersey. I just have never loved them. Okay. So it's a shock to me to be putting Beverly Hills above Atlanta. Atlanta. But I just did not like that reunion. You know, I didn't like it. So that's the only reason. I think if it was like a regular Mm -hmm. (laughs) episode, Mm -hmm. they would be number two. But Beverly Hills, I just love Kyle. She's just fucking crying all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's hilarious. Um, Sutton, I love her. Dorit's dramatics. Wonderful. I had a good time watching them. So I'm pleasantly surprised by them because I did not finish 
the last season. Oh, did you not? When did you stop? No. I think I got like eight or nine episodes in. Wow. And that's not something that I do. And I was like, this, you know what? I don't even really like them. So I was like, I'm just, I'm not having a good time. I'm not watching anymore. And then I was always like, oh, I'll go back and, and watch it. And then you it. never did. Never did it. No. And now I'm like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. So noting that you feel the least maybe connection with Beverly Hills, how do you feel about this season so far? I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I'm enjoying Sutton. Mm-hmm. That may be controversial. I'm happy to see Garcelle in there. Um I think it's good. I think Sutton is such a breath of fresh air. We needed somebody complicated. We needed somebody who has anxiety every time she opens her mouth. We needed someone who, when she's scared, she cries, angry, cries, mutters things Mm -hmm. under her breath, and then is um, held to an account, held to account by Dorit, who's like obviously manipulating the situation and lying through her ass or like uh, uh, selectively misremembering. I. Sutton adds so much value to this season that it is shocking to me that they demoted her after her like custody, whatever changed because she's so obviously the center of so much of this that if we're pretending that Elise is a friend of on New York, who's used very rarely to the extent that it's kind of shocking when I see her pop up on the scene with Sutton, it's like this person is, like, put Marla stuff, Shamia stuff aside, and Shamia doesn't even mm-hmm. really qualify. Mm-hmm. Sutton yeah. is, like, a mesh in this. All of these women assumed or were told that Sutton was a full-time cast member. They're treating her as such. Why aren't we able to? Like, why did she get the demotion and title? Like, what? You're still using her a lot. Yeah. I don't understand how all that works. Because couldn't they still call her? If she's still on the show. So I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know how that changed. I don't know when the decision was made. And and frankly, I'd love to know how she was told. Um, But it just I just feel like and I mean this in the best possible way. It's like a critique that's actually not really a critique. It's more of a celebration of the fact that like it's not a popularity contest. Housewives has never been a popularity contest. If you want to rank it as a popularity contest, good on you. But that doesn't necessarily align with good content. And she is helping provide conflict and Beverly Hills is always going to be a very different show from New York and Atlanta when it comes to that kind of conflict it's usually like a a yell through a whisper and sometimes a tear and I find that fascinating because a lot of these I think it's great I think it's great I think it's like kind (laughs) of hilarious when these women get mad at each other and it's either diva-esque like Rinna who thinks she's like in the middle of a soap opera when she's saying some of this stuff and trying to be really shady or it's Dorit who's putting on airs in her life and on TV or it's Kyle who's seemingly like truly struggling with people not liking her and trying to defend Mm -hmm. herself and also maintain power. And then there's poor little sweet bajillionaire or whatever Sutton who's like, confused as to what's happening and nervous about all of it but not willing to shut her shut her mouth like the way that she was like referencing business with Dorit and she's like it's like a business whatever like you should know a thing or two about that was such a great instinctive guttural insult that wasn't set like Dorinda could learn a thing or two from Sutton where it's not it's you're not just saying stuff to like 
be an asshole to try to make someone feel as bad as you do or blame them for not feeling as bad as you do. Sutton is like, I am hurt by what you're saying and I'm going to communicate it. And regardless of whether or not it's effective, the way I'm expressing it is different. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's great. Like Beverly Hills this week, I have you guys. I've got so many satchels from you guys. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you guys are like killing it with the satchel game, and I love when someone, you know, I get these like ten thousand word satchels, and people are like, "I'm so sorry oh for goodness. sending you two paragraphs." I'm like, "No, bitch. Like, I love it. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's my dream come true is to get these like lengthy SAT style um, satchels. I love them and adore them. But you know, I got a lot of people." Um, uh, you know, thinking about, you know, where does Denise fit into all of this? And, you know, when we talk about leaks, my expectation was that Denise was going to slink away at some point because, you know, that's what I read when all this right. brandy stuff comes up. And it looks like that's actually not the case. Maybe that helps. It's something, it's else. something else. Or there's still a lead up to it. I mean, the fact that bravo bravo fuck bravo or whatever the fuck it was was used to hype this season and then cut from the episode like did not appreciate it why did that happen i don't know because i think the season is good i don't think that was necessary but maybe they were just nervous that people were still pissed about the last season and they were like we gotta make this look as good but like why wouldn't you leave that in so we've been looking forward to that. There's like, you guys are being assholes. And if the context <laughs> is that she doesn't want to talk about stuff anymore. So she is using that to get out of the conversation. Well, spoiler alert, you guys are breaking the fourth wall and you did at the end of the premiere when you're showing right. these women reacting to the like Brandy stuff or whatever else or saying, Oh, things are like get, going to get crazy from here. Why wouldn't you use that moment? I have a satchel from Callum in London who says, although I love Denise's attitude and think she seems like a wonderful person, I do wonder whether the overwhelming love for her at the moment is missing the fact that her style of approaching the show's drama isn't necessarily conducive to good TV. Yes, she delivered this week, but it was also in a moment where she wanted to shut down the conversation rather than actually engage. Although the Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo. Oh, thank you so much, Callum from London. I forgot what it was. Although the Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo line never aired, she's done this before. Last season when Camille was bringing up Dorit's financial issues. It was Denise saying this is crossing a line and trying to shut it down. And I seem to remember her doing the same at the reunion with Camille. This is where I think where we think before we speak. I think she's a woman who has a strong sense of morality and what's fair. But at the same time, this doesn't necessarily lend itself to allowing conflict to play out when her tendency is to try and shut it down. This is truly 10,000 words and I love it. Thank you, Colm. Um, so I hope you I hope you quit your job in order to send me the satchel. It was worth it. Um, he continues, this <laughs> seems as though it'll be the case from what we've seen teased of the upcoming season where she walks away from situations when they get dicey, I would say, um, sidebar personally dicey so to a certain degree I can understand where the other women's frustration will inevitably stem from when they're trying to produce a tv show that thrives off reactivity you could already see it seeping in this week with Erica's frustration with the you knew who you were inviting to your house comment 
I'm a Denise mm-hmm. fan, and I think she'll come out of this season on top. But I guess the rambling point, not rambling column, I love you, let's go to drinks, I've tried to make is – does she actually score highly when it comes to the act of performing housewifery, as it were? Sorry, I've just talked nonsense for two whole paragraphs. Callum, I love you. Let's get married. And nonsense. I've definitely contradicted myself because everything surrounding her so far has been good TV. I just wonder how sustainable her role on the show is long term when this is her approach. Callum. Callum fucking A lot of good information the in there. Oh, my God. I mean... I did not think about any of that. So I mean, I love the that. way that Callum um, communicated it. Callum, slide into my DMs every day <laughs> on Instagram at Dame Galley. I love you, I think. I think that's like such a solid, well thought out. I'm telling you. My wheels are turning. Right? And this is the whole thing with the Andy's Girls community is that we really think about things in a way that is approaching housewives from the view of like, psychology and how are these Mm -hmm. women and why are they making the choices that they are and also this universe lives in the construct of a reality tv show so how does production influence that how does um the idea of being on reality tv and being a celebrity influence that and also how do your choices influence the quality of what we're seeing every week i think what callum is talking about is exactly this yeah Ooh, because that last one got me Because I think we all thought that, right? When she was like, oh, the kids were sitting over there and whatever. And it's like, bitch, you know, the real housewives are coming to have dinner at your house. So what did you expect was going to happen? And you thought it was going to be like nice, like conversation, nothing inappropriate. I hear you, girl. I know. And I hear you. And I think that the majority of people agree with you. I would just like to ever so gingerly push back and say, please, you know, she said at one point, I'm Denise. I'm fucking Denise Richards, which P.S. is probably something Brandy has used uh, a lot recently as well. But so so (laughs) Denise said, like, I am fucking Denise Richards, which is true and valid. She's a star. And she let them know who you are. Let them know who you are. She talked about her magazine covers. She did that on social. A couple people responded and they were like, well, here are some other magazine covers. And they showed some of the tabloids, whatever. I think she has the right to say, I get that there's going to be drama, but I wasn't expecting us to talk about who we've been fucking lately. And if Denise gets a check from talking to like us magazine in a scenario that she and her publicist can likely control with sound sound bites that she's comfortable with that can support her family. I think she has the right to say, I'm okay with maybe you guys yelling at each other. I've probably told my kids and their friends that their shit's going to go down, but she truly wasn't aware of the fact that like sex specifically would be a conversation like I think she has the right to say I am seen as like a sex pot vixen I've been in wild things and other shit I am an icon of culture in many ways but you're also at my you know rented Malibu um, house and I have the right to say if you're going to talk about like the P and V Maybe don't do it when I have my kids right here who know about, you know, the stork and whatever else and whose father, you know, for two of them is Charlie Sheen. Um, So they've been used to like maybe understanding this stuff a little bit earlier than others. But, you know, she also has other kids there and doesn't want it's bad enough to be like an ex-spouse of Charlie Sheen, who is open 
to the point so yeah where it's like there's so <laughs> much there that kind of reflects on you right mm-hmm. but to say to the kid like to understand her frustration with the fact that like she told them politely to shut the fuck up and they continued talking and seemed angry at her for suggesting that it was inappropriate and I think she has the right as a parent to say I'm uncomfortable and also not all of these kids are mine I don't want them mm-hmm. going back to their parents and saying guess what I heard that um these women who were filming for a tv show uh were saying this shit and p.s because I signed a release I'm possibly going to be on camera like the parents gave permission for their kids to be filmed in this scene but they didn't necessarily know how graphic conversation would be sure and she definitely has the right to you know be like you guys shut the fuck up there's kids over there but it's like do you really expect them to you know when they get going they don't yeah they don't fucking care at the end of the day so it's like maybe the kids go inside kids or Maybe we shouldn't have kids here. I don't know. They're fucking loose cannons. I don't know what they're going to do or say. And it's a. That's how I think I would have been. I'm not sure I would ever want my kid. I don't have any kids. But when I did, like, <laughs> like I'm not sure I want them around any of these bitches and, at any point. And it's a risk that you take when you say mm-hmm. I'm going to have a family cookout and it's going to be filmed for this kind of show where these women if we're going to talk about like the currency of housewives you get a couple notches when you start some drama and that is you know I see both sides of the coin like that is also a risk that you take and that these parents took when they gave permission for their kids to be a couple feet away you know that's just kind of the nature of this that's the reality of the business of housewifery now getting back to what Callum was referencing you know she's doing she's producing or not she's involved in and is saying things that are producing great content this season is she ultimately not the right personality type to be a housewife my counter to that would be because she doesn't necessarily have interest in participating in this structure that might make her for this specific season a fantastic housewife because the show seems very comfortable with going back and forth between what's happening on camera and breaking down the fourth wall and her maybe making choices that in the world of housewives if you're looking at having like a 10 season career might not work in your favor sure long term but short term seems to be great it's she's making choices that are so good and and terrible long term but are so good short term <laughs> that production extended for however long to capture all this shit with brandy and sure right. her walking off the show wasn't what they were capturing they were picking up on this like gossip leaked again while the women were on vacation by who knows um spoiler alert probably kyle um the fact that that became on and off the set such a big talking point and that her reaction was so huge says that even if her instinct is to stop talking the fact that the show wants to talk about her not talking is really really good for us right because what else thing what else would they've been talking about 
I didn't think that they were going to be talking about anything. I said Mm -hmm. to anybody that's listened to the past like 110 episodes of Andy's Girls, or it hasn't been that much. I don't know how many. The last many episodes of Andy's Girls, as we ramped up for this season of Beverly Hills, I had extremely low expectations. I thought the fact that they were extending production for so long meant that there was nothing here when in fact what they're doing is sharpening the show because they they're able to like have these little vignette scenes of like you know going into like the gray and the black and white or whatever of like two two women shooting the shit at a boutique they use 30 seconds of it instead of having an episode where that's like a full act like they're they're able to reference it wouldn't have been been worth it it would have been dragged out and now it's like so much tighter you know, I mm-hmm. asked you to rank these. Um, I asked you to rank the current episodes like one, two, three. You said New York, then Beverly Hills, then Atlanta. Yeah. My expectation in like a normal world would probably be that Atlanta would be my number one. New York mm-hmm. would be my number two, but like probably my number one. And Beverly Hills, based on last season, would be like number 17. And I have to say that this week, having rewatched the episodes, Beverly Hills is by far my number one miles ahead. It thinking about I talked about this on um, on uh, Instagram and I know I'm going to do a Patreon app, guys, deep diving into all things Sutton and more. So look for that shortly. There's so much to talk about when it comes to Beverly Hills, but I never expected to have so much enjoyment, so many different kinds of conflict like the idea of like is Rinna performing as an hour in and of itself. That's fascinating yes. to me. And now <laughs> I'm thinking like, you know, before rewatching Atlanta to prepare for this episode, I would have said New York number two, but begrudgingly Atlanta number three. And now I actually think it's Atlanta number two because after watching it again, I found myself enjoying it a lot more and respecting mm-hmm. it a lot more regardless of like existing in a Corona state that like there was some juice here to be squeezed from that peach and New York like miles behind like dead Mm -hmm. last like dead last like what did you think about did you okay keep it a hundred with me I'm dead serious okay Okay. gut instinct did you enjoy this week's New York episode did you enjoy watching it I enjoyed watching it yeah I always enjoy watching it I laugh and I laugh. Sonia's a fucking mess. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a secondhand embarrassment. Mm. She's stealing the corn. Mm. I mean, I. This is like Ramona was being the adult in the room. Yeah, that's always terrifying. I just and I can't like, who are you? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Leah, I love her. Um, Yeah, I enjoyed it. I just really could not get down with Atlanta. I mean, it. I just don't. I think I'm just done with them. Like that, that door is closed. Just that season. Mm-hmm. Not in general. Yeah, wasn't it, it wasn't their strongest um, season. Well, no. And then I just don't want to hear about it over and over again. Again, I'm following it on social media. So I'm like, I'm done with this conversation. Mm-hmm. I already heard all of a sudden. I want to hear it again. That's enough. See, New York for me. It was I watched it live. You know, we're recording on Friday and I, I watched it live last night. And it was not fun. And I watched it again today and I was like, damn, this is still not super not fun. Dorinda, (laughs) 
has become or maybe always was, but is revealing herself to be such an awful person. And, you know, Housewives use the uses the phrase um, bullying over and over again when what they mean is like this person doesn't like me and my feelings are hurt. But, you know, to use the words of um, Her Holiness Kelly Kloren Ben Simone, there was a little bit of like systematic bullying that was happening with Dorinda and Tinsley. And I thought it was really unpleasant. And Dorinda was sharp and mean and cruel to her in a way that was reason. really upsetting because Tinsley said something lightly passive aggressive referencing a relationship that Dorinda would be the first to say is super strained. And Dorinda's reaction to that was trying to like devour her whole and say, because you haven't experienced the kind of trauma I have, you should be punished for that. And you're not allowed to feel bad at anything in your life because I've suffered the most and watching the other women pile on her. I mean, Sonia, Dorinda saying like, I buried my husband is, Sad, we know, but you can't use that as a tool, uh, as a weapon of destruction. And then Sonia being like, I I mean, I I lost my husband, too, because, you know, she always has to, like, one up or equate her divorce uh, with (laughs) the death of Richard. Um, But it just felt just awful. It really felt and made me feel awful watching it because they talk about mice on Beverly Hills this week. But I watched (laughs) Tinsley get kind of like butchered by Dorinda. And it's like, what? You're like trying to abuse a mouse. It's like this girl. Tinsley is a mouse. She's like screeching. Right. Like go after. This is where the Bethany could have been helpful. I mean, like we talk about how Leah's been great, but Leah stuck her head up Dorinda's ass and being like you know you guys should get along we should lift each other but oh my god this is why I love you because you're keeping it real like being an asshole isn't keeping it real it's being a dick for no reason and it's funny because I think that was the first episode when Dorinda was acting like a lunatic yeah she was Tinsley face and Leah was like you're gonna let her talk exactly you're acting crazy like what is going on here and it's like now why aren't you saying <laughs> like it's very strange why aren't you saying that to Tinsley I mean Tinsley was biting back and I like to see that from her mm-hmm. but then you know she goes off and cries about it I mean and then it's like almost just being something like you did good though yeah she I actually <laughs> thought she good. held her own in a way that was like surprising to me where I'm like okay she's not just crying she's fighting back well, and good for her and she's frustrated yeah. and Ramona being because Ramona is full of shit yeah, and like you are being a hypocrite of course and Ramona <laughs> in a confessional being like wow Dorinda really spun out that was so inappropriate but thank god it's happening to Tinsley and not me like none of these women wanted to defend Tinsley because they didn't want Dorinda to turn her ire against them and if we look at the preview for next week Ramona it obviously turns against Ramona you know mm-hmm. Dorinda's you don't know what she's going to say. Oh, my God. I, lo- I can't wait to see it, though. Um, but Dorinda is filled with so much anger and, I guess, and sadness. I mean, the whole thing with depression is that it's anger turned inward, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But it's not an excuse. Like, suffering is not an excuse to make people feel bad. You have the no. right to own your story and own your pain. No one is telling Dorinda 
that she doesn't have the right to feel sad. What Tinsley is saying is like vulnerability sucks because people use it against you, which has in fact literally happened to her. And Dorinda then punishes her for opening up, punishes her for saying, you know, when I tell my story, people use it against me. So like, I get it. Wink, wink, passive aggressive. Like it was really rough. It was like, there were moments that were great, you know, like Luann going into Leah's apartment and then God forbid having to like swallow her pride and like Luann lying to Leah about how she started drinking again, which is a really great sign of her um, path to sobriety when secrets are keeping you sick and it looks like you have a head cold day one. Like all there were other there were other moments of interest to like explore in conversation. But it's hard not to go blind from the like smoldering heat of what Dorinda was serving. It just made me feel sick. Mm, I guess I'm not there with it yet. But that's the, okay. I mean, I'm a bad person. No, no, no. You're not a bad person. And I'm glad that somebody else, listen, the housewives are supposed to entertain you. So if you were entertained from it, that's great. If we had different, this show plus the idea of housewives would be a very different journey for me. If everybody was on the same page, I don't look Mm -hmm. at, our, our conversations, like my conversations with guest co-hosts on this show and hope that someone agrees for me, it's exactly the opposite because I want to understand yeah. a different perspective. That's the whole point of AG. People, you know, reach out to me and they're like, I disagree with this point and I love to hear it when it's like said respectfully, which at 90, yes. 97.6, that per- yeah, that's that's interesting. 96.7% <laughs> of the time it is. Um, but that's... That's good to me. That's good that I had a weird experience watching it and you did not. Because if we were all watching, the, like I watch it with the understanding of like my journey as a person, what I've gone to, like we're going to talk about triggers. Like maybe I was triggered from something that- from going through a traumatic experience, which is different from how you've lived your life, which to me also mm-hmm. goes against Dorinda's argument. Because if Tinsley is a trigger for Dorinda, which she obviously is, that doesn't explain or excuse her behavior as she reacts to that, you know? And it's sort of the same for watching it. Like certain people in certain scenes might be a trigger for me, but that doesn't necessarily mean I need to hate the franchise. And sometimes that I need to hate yeah. the episodes. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just hated this episode. But Dorinda has been being like just a fucking asshole for no reason this whole time. And I just really can't understand the way she's treating Tinsley. I just feel like, why do you care? And I don't think she's... I don't have to lay it on my back to get shoes. Like, Tinsley doesn't have to either. She's she's loaded. What are you talking about? Yeah. So if she gets some shoes too, like, what do you care? I mean, (laughs) Richard bought her a house. She's got that, you know, what's the difference? And this is also, I don't know. I don't know. It, It was... I, has is was Dorinda always like this? Is it that it's just sharpening with time? Is it because of that's what people are saying? I didn't see it before, but maybe she. I don't know. Maybe I need to rewatch. Did we create this? <laughs> Do you think? Probably. I mean, like <laughs> she might have felt rewarded for acting out before, as many of these women do. I mean, Ramona's mm-hmm. like case study number one. And with a lot of them, it turns them into worse people, which in many ways is continually 
rewarded by contracts, Mm -hmm. contract extensions and attention. Um, you know what to say? It's, it's all, it was a, it was an unhappy watch for me, but I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I did not. And I wonder, I'm sorry you didn't. That's okay. I wonder <laughs> if looking at the scene, the um, trailer, the teaser for next week, I think that's going to be a lot easier for me because Dorinda versus Ramona is a fair fight. So if Dorinda's yes. acting out and Ramona kicks her out of her like party, that is more palatable to me because I just don't like mm-hmm. punching down to the. I mean, if we're going to talk about a boxing oh, yeah. episode, Dorinda was punching down, and that's not. You know, you're fucking up a mouse. Like that's not the most right, like engaging storyline. What do you? Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't know. I think it's whack, and I don't like that on any. Do you watch Vanderpump Rules? That's yeah, I, I watch everything. But that's why I can't stand Lauren from Utah. She oh! when she was coming for. Um, Nay, Lala. It's the same yeah, thing. It is the same thing. Pick on somebody your own size, bitch. You, what is Raquel gonna do to you? And you know it. Yeah. So go after somebody else. And if we're gonna talk about extreme aggression and being rewarded for it, I mean, Jax Taylor is the poster boy for whatever substance he's huffing before they start recording, and then just oh fucking God. going wild. I mean, the fact that he has to work out because he feels so much anger that he needs to like chew a day with cardio. Not a great indicator. I mean, exercise is great and it's great for mental health. It's great for physical, mental health, everything else. But it seems like he doesn't know what. That's the way he's doing it. Yeah. And it seems like he (laughs) there is a wrong way to do it. He's definitely doing it wrong. And it seems like he doesn't know where to put all of this. But like, P.S. Where is the all of this coming from? Like, where's the where's the patient zero? (laughs) Like, where's the corona for his soul? Like, where did that virus begin? I don't know. It's. It's wild. I don't know. It's um, it's wild. If, if we're going to talk about bad seasons, pump rules, man. This past week's episode was like the first watchable one. But fuck, that show is past its expiration point. And it's literally about to end. I know. It's when is it's really is such a shame. It's such a shame. The season finale is next. Shut week. up. It is. Yeah, because I was like, oh, thank God when they said that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's over. Wonderful. I wonder how many parts the reunion will be. Do you think it'll be three? It better not be. Right? There's no reason. I don't even think it needs two parts. Oh, shit. But I'm sure it will be. Wow. that seems to be how they do at least two parts on everything now. Oh, my God. And what's your favorite thing? Just to wrap up, what's your favorite thing to talk about online? Like, what's your favorite discussion point? It could be a show. It could be a person. It could be a scenario. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Holler. You know what? Probably Vanderpump Rules. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my God. Prayers up. Oh, my God. Because it's like. Well, in, lately I haven't really been tweeting about it because there's nothing to say. Yeah, this must be a painful but cycle for you. When I do, there's other people. Everyone is like hate watching it at this point. So that part is fun at least. Mm-hmm. The shit talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, Atlanta is really fun too. Speaking of. That's always an interesting. There's mm-hmm. always a debate in there because I'm a Kenya fan. I'm a Kenya so fan. 
so I oh, oh my god, god another one I love her so, I love her and what she brings you know, even when she acts out people behaves poorly hate her. no I think she's great oh, yeah. I think it's the Sutton Accord where you gotta understand that it's not a it's not a um, Miss Congeniality it's and it's not no. Miss USA it is like literally who's gonna get the crown for like bringing the drama and the strife and the personality and the fun and Kenya yeah, takes so it Kenya Kenny gets that conversation going. People get fired up and that's fun for me. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. And you don't hear from the pump rulers themselves, the cast? Do they, have you been blocked by oh, Jax? Katie? Oh yeah, me and Katie have gone back and forth a little bit. Oh. Um, Jax has blocked me obviously and oh. Brittany too. Um, but no, none of the other ones. Brittany's interesting because I never really thought about it at the beginning of their relationship. But, you know, she's the kind of person to marry Jax. We Mm -hmm. forget about that a little bit. Or I did. I think maybe people have been smarter than I have in that context. It's just become more clear and apparent to me that she is truly the person, the kind of gal to marry Jax. And that can explain some of her behavior. Maybe they're meant to be together for the next absolutely two to four years match made in heaven. yeah match made in heaven <laughs> um so listen guys i was a part of an amazing reading this week it was a new york rhony reading of the occupy hamptons episode for here for drama who produced it on zoom um there's going to be a link to watch it was a charity episode there's going to be a link to watch in the show notes for um this episode it was a ton of fun i have to say and the cast of um occupy hamptons was incredible alex better carrie o'donnell z-way ryan Houlihan. Um, Laura Marie, Shane Halls, whose name I keep fucking up, um, from SUP, Natalie Walker, Crazyville. I narrated it. It was incredible. Um, a link to the YouTube is, um, going to be in the show notes for this week's episode. And it was a benefit for national bailout. So once you have watched and enjoyed it, if you want to send a couple shekels to the, you know, national bailouts way, um, that would be incredible. And, you know, here for drama, um, Jordan Villou, uh, who's a friend and an incredible talent, um, scripted it. So it's like actual pull quotes from the episode with some sass. Um, so if you guys are looking for something and to see my gorgeous face sitting on my bed, narrating the shit out of it and trying not to die when Carrie O'Donnell um, plays Luann, which is truly cinematic uh, excellence. Um, highly encourage a watch. It's an hour of smiles. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Um, I super, super enjoyed kicking with you. Raven, me too. Raven Chapman, mainly by Bravo. You make me want to rejoin Twitter, which I won't, but that feeling. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm about to get off of there. Too. Oh my God. But that feeling is there. Tell the people how to follow you. And of course, mainly by Bravo. I think it's one and the same. Sure. So y'all can follow me at mainly Bravo, Twitter, Instagram, um, and then listen to Bitches Better. Yeah, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. How would you I'm talking shit over there? Holler, how would you describe um, Bitches Better? Sure. So I do that show with my best friend Gabby. We talk about Bravo, but other reality TV shows, 
personal gossip, anything good going on. We talk about that. <laughs> and I keep calling your handle mainly by Bravo and it's actually mainly Bravo. And I think what it is, is a tribute to you and my fuck up because when I read stuff okay. in your, no, but when I read stuff in your voice, I mean, it, it feels like it's coming from like an authorized entity. Do you know what I'm saying? Stop. Like, I feel like you really, no I mean, girl, what's up? I feel like you really own it. I mean, for lack of, I mean, you own it, own it to just put some quotation marks on that and really continue talking in all things housewifery. Um, <laughs> you really own what you're saying in a way that's so interesting. It's always funny. It's always really smart. And it feels like in the best possible way, an extension of Bravo itself, which is really I hope a compliment to you. Um, Absolutely, it is. Thank you. It's my pleasure to fuck up your. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Which I did it's probably no, no less than six times, guys. If you were playing the drinking game, every time I said mainly <laughs> buy Bravo, go buy yourself some vodka and put it in that shot ski and have a great night. Oh my god! Um, this is a total dream, guys. If you're not on the Andy Scrolls Patreon, it is the number one way to support these episode and future apps. I'm going to be doing a um, satchel spectacular. You guys sent so many satchels in for this week. There's a lot that I want to get into. So look for that episode shortly. I put up this week a bonus episode of an hour long of bonus content uh, with Brian Moylan. So that just went up, um, which is a Patreon exclusive. And also on my social media this weekend, we'll be scheduling the Andy's Girls first ever online Zoom or maybe the other house party, but it's probably going to be Zoom. Happy hour, Kiki. So the people that haven't been able to attend the Andes Girls Turtle Times that were in uh, uh, London and in New York, you're going to be able to do it wherever the fuck you are. So I want to get your thoughts. I'm going to do some polls, weekend, weeknight, p.m., daytime, yada, yada. And that's going to be on the book shortly. So that is yes. um, first come, first serve exclusive to the OG of the AG tier on Patreon. And then potentially um, the next year below that, the name of which I forgot that I myself created. And um, <laughs> so if you're not already a Patreon supporter, uh, now is a good time to join because you'll be able to participate in that. And P.S. The only reviews that I read or pay any attention to on iTunes are five star reviews so if you guys <laughs> post anything about hey i don't like when you talk about this or that you're not an andy's girls listener i don't even see it, even see it. <laughs> it's like protected from my ears heart and soul <laughs> listen don't be like dorinda is what i'm saying if you got something to say to me slide into my dms or better yet yes. keep it to yourself <laughs> because mm -hmm. you're not forced to listen to this podcast if you were that would be great. I would be open. I would be open to that conversation. If there's a way yeah. for me to do that, I am all in by Teddy Mellencamp and also Sarah Galley. Um, so if you're able to, it takes two seconds. Listen, you got hundreds of hours of free content, plus all the glorious, glorious stuff over at patreon.com slash Andy's Girls HQ. If you're able to do a five-star review literally while you're listening, if every single listener did a quick free, just, just great for your girl, Sarah G., five-star review and again if you do four or anything else or have any kind of wow your laugh whatever blah 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 
keep it to yourself, guys, or listen to Bitch Sesh. It's excellent. It's it's the OG. <laughs> or, or do both. What can I say? Um, leave the five-star review. Leave Takes the five-star five review in the iTunes nook, okay? Um, and shout out to uh, Casey and Danielle because they are dreams. Um, guys, such a pleasure. Raven of Mainly Bravo, um, also known as Mainly Bri Bravo, which is a social media <laughs> handle I hope you... Better known as. Better known as, which is a host social <laughs> media handle I hope you also take on. This was a joy. I can't wait to kiki with you soon. Guys, hang in there. Stay inside unless you're going for a social distance masked walk. I hope that this brought you a little bit of joy. It certainly made my night, and frankly, that's all that matters. Um, Guys, we'll talk to you again soon. Have a good one. Fuck you, Kelly Dodd. We'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers to that. (laughs) Okay, bye.